0: Welcome to Blizzard Watch, the podcast where we talk about Blizzard Entertainment and their very many games. Uh, I'm Matt. I'm the host. And with me this week are two just amazing co-hosts, neither of them bitten by radioactive spiders. They're just here being good. Uh, First up, I'm going to introduce him first because, you know, I'm going to throw him in a swimming pool sooner or later. It's Mitch. Hey, Mitch. What's up? I am Mitch. He is Mitch. Hi. Don't don't Groot it, though, man. Don't don't turn that into all you say.
1: It's not going to be. I just, you know... That's my entrance. I also kicked down a door as I said that, but you couldn't couldn't hear that because sound and stuff.
0: All right, so that's what you're up to, becoming a wrestling character.
1: Uh, wrestling character slash Anduin fan, fan, uh, a fan to win. <laughs> so, <laughs> Oh my god!
0: Uh, I'm gonna introduce Anne so she can make fun of you. Also, with us this week is Anne Stickney, and he called himself a fan to win.
2: I can't decide if that's clever or if I hate you.
0: <laughs> oh, that's I, I honestly am in physical says. pain. Like seriously, <laughs> it hurts. It hurts to hear the word Fanduin. Hi. 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 Now I'm imagining it'd be Fanduin win, as in he wins <laughs> by being a Fanduin. It's like, oh god, it gets worse.
2: You know what <laughs> I forget every time? Um, I hit I hit 110 on my Nightborn, so I got my armor oh, and everything, which is cool but you know what I forget like every time and I shouldn't forget this because I just hit 110 on the death night like not too long ago but um, there's a lot of stuff to do when you first hit 110 like when you hit 110 all of the bells and whistles go off at once and all of a sudden you have a bunch of like reminders to go here go here do this thing also this other thing and by the way in case you didn't notice Argus and and it just like goes on and on and on and I tend to forget yeah
1: you, you get of them all at is. once. Too. Yeah, that's so the thing.
2: That's the thing. You, you don't game.
1: actually know what the order is. Like it's it, just it,
2: a pile yeah. of stuff. On the one hand, it's very overwhelming. <laughs> like
1: yes, absolutely.
2: It wasn't as overwhelming on the Death Knight and I think it was because with the Death Knight I was playing a brand new class so I had a very specific to-do list of okay I need to go here and do the stuff on the Broken Shore so that I can get the class mount because I want to do that quest line and also I wanted the class hall quest line and that requires doing this other thing all right so I had like all my ducks in a row right with the Death Knight with a Nightborn, it's just another rogue. I just leveled another rogue. So when I got to 110, the first time I got to 110 with a rogue was my main that I leveled like at the beginning of Legion, and there wasn't the pile of stuff. There was yeah. go to Suramar <laughs> and do the Suramar things, because that's, that's where everybody was at, right? So this time around, it presented me with the pile, and I just... I I was like, wow. Okay, on the one hand, this is a lot of information to process all at once. On the other hand, wow, this is kind of a refreshing change from warlords cuz when you yeah. hit when you hit 100 in warlords, go to got... these two places
0: what? and, yeah, play, what did and you, you just you play? got what like did? a Choo-choo.
2: You got like a couple of things, and I think like the garrison thing played something that was like, "Hooray, you're max level! Go open the shipyard or something." I don't remember. Oh, that I mean, that, that, really... even... that yeah, was that late. That was late in the expansion. The Early yeah. in the expansion, it was, "Hooray, you're 110." And then I I remember, or not 110, you're 100. When I hit when I hit that with my first character in Warlords, I hit it, and I was like, "Okay, well now what?"
0: Well, yeah, because I didn't even have like. I mean, I just did the same thing on my Lightforged. There was um,
2: there was the is... Garrison campaign, so there was like three quests to go do with Rexar out in the middle of nowhere because that yeah, opened up, and that the was about was, it. Yeah,
0: the problem with the Garrison campaign stuff too is that if you didn't get the quest because they weren't just they didn't just walk up to you, yeah, they were all around your garrison and you had to go look for them, yeah. And there was I remember there was one that was like in the Druid tree. Oh, yeah. oh God. yeah. You could just never find like the guy wasn't around properly. Like when I hit 110 on the on the Lightforged, I forgot about like half the stuff you could do. Like I still haven't been out to Suramar on that character.
2: Yeah, but there's, there's like, stuff no to do out to. there. There is stuff to do out yeah. there. Oh no, it's there.
0: There's you can do the whole Suramar thing, you can do the Broken Shore, uh you can do invasions, you can do Argus. Um and this is you keep in mind I'm just talking about your level 110 and your soloing. This is all stuff you can do. I'm not even talking about going to mythic dungeons. I'm not talking about raiding or hitting LFR. Uh, I'm purely talking about just you know you hit 110 and stuff starts popping up. You the 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 journal comes up too.
1: If, every time I hit 110 on a new character, which admittedly isn't super often, because as I've said before, not really a fan of leveling, um, I have to like I have to Google what I actually want to do, like to figure out. Okay, what do I need to do to start doing my, you know, class stuff? What exactly do I have to do to unlock this specific part of the Broken Shore or Argus again? Like there, are, you, you get everything all at once, and you know, if you do it, yeah, you'll unlock it. But there's specific things that I just I don't remember what to do to I unlock them. Up,
2: I came up with a game plan for my rogue because once I hit 110, I realized okay, I don't really actually have to finish the class hall quest line because I did that already, and I have that title. I don't need to do the class mount quest line because I did that already on my other rogue, and I have all of the mounts for all of the specs, so I don't need to do that. So what do I need to do with this character? And then I thought about it, and I went, okay, well, I need to unlock Argus so that if any world quests pop up that have the Army of the Light reward tokens, the rep reward tokens, I can do that world quest and then send the reward to my other rogue who is still trying to get that last elephant, the last elephant out of the paragon box. That's like the only one she's missing, and I'm still trying to get it. So whenever any of those rep things pop up, the world quests, I do them on all of my alts and send all of the rep tokens over to my rogue who does them all, gets a chest, opens it, and is immediately disappointed. (laughs) So I had to do that. And then I also had to collect coins of air so that I could cash in on the five thousand gold I can get every week as a rogue. And that's yeah, about I, it, really. I
1: doing that on my rogue.
2: <laughs> that's about it, really. I've also been kind of like farming the gear tokens, but not too seriously. And yeah, I mean, I'll
0: I'll be upfront. The yeah. reason I'm doing, uh, reason I have all these one tens, and I currently, I, I currently have them all out on the timeless aisle. That's where everybody except my main is, <laughs> and I just the every week. Aisle? Oh, yeah, oh. Every, every week I Elders. rotate on, kill Ordos as many times as possible, uh, get nothing, or get the best part is when I get something from someone else. Like I got the plate helmet from somebody else, and not the shoulders with my name on. It. And uh, I just kill him a whole bunch of times. I need a 110 because 100s can't really kill him without taking massive amounts of damage. You kind of have to be 110 so that the damage doesn't kill you.
2: Yeah, Uh, it's hard to do at 100. You can do it at 100, but it's difficult.
0: Yeah, the 110s just blow through them. So I have about, um, I think I have like two 110 Death Knights, uh, one 110 Paladin, and then about six 110 Warriors that i have out there and then my main who's warrior also doesn't isn't out there i just bring i bring her down like every time oh it's, i should yeah i'll fly down there and then because she the thing is my main is not my original main my original main did all the quests but this character didn't do any of them so every week i just go up to chromey and be like hey teleport me to the timeless isle i'm totally going to do that quest now and then i drop the quest when i get there
1: so i have a free oh, teleport. oh that's nice i have a free I, teleport yeah i totally forgot you could do that that's clever actually
0: so her, she can get there pretty quickly, uh, and the rest of them I just keep there. Like, my original main is sitting there on that island. He's real bored. Uh, but, yeah, So that's that's what I do with him. And then I've, like, sometimes, like, the late Forged, I'm actually playing him now because he's. I think he's going to be my main in uh, in battle, at least until I get something else. Like, you know, there's they're going to have a bunch more allied races, so I'm going to see what I want to play there. You but, want yeah. a
2: Colterian Druid, don't you?
0: I'm thinking about it.
2: That actually um, kinda leads into fun. the news a little bit because um flight form, right?
0: Yeah. Actually we should do yeah, you know, we'll just talk about top stories now. Um one of the top stories is they announced uh last week, just just after we did the show, I think. They announced the uh the druid flight form, which is
2: so creepy.
0: It's <laughs> yeah it's like looks... a wicker
1: wicker falcon crossed with like a, a harpy skeleton. It
2: looks like a Horned buzzard made out of buzzard. De- that's what I was Made out that. of dead trees. Yes. I,
0: I would have actually described it as like a giant raven skull perched on a body made out of carved driftwood. Yeah. But kinda. anyway, you want to look at it. Th- this thing is creepy AF. Um, it- it's sort of amazing how they've managed to make every cult here in Druid form look really sinister and dark, considering that they're really all. Just what you might find if you went to a craft fair in a particularly bad part of the world. <laughs> but no, they all look horrifying. Courtesy um, the, of the
2: world's worst Michaels.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like seriously.
1: I we, love it though.
0: It's so good. Yeah, the the I've I am not a big druid player. I never have been. I have one druid that I've leveled anywhere near the top. And honestly, I've never really thought the druid forms are that interesting. But oh my god. Uh, I don't know what's going on with the Kul and Zandalar forms, but they're amazing. And they're really distinctive. The first time druid forms have been really distinctive since Trolls got druid forms. And they had the Technicolor technicolor, uh, Tiger form.
1: And even then, those were still like, you could tell it was a druid. These, it's like, I mean, obviously you can tell it's a druid because they're so unique. But I don't know. I really hope that Blizzard goes back to the other druid forms, or other druid races, rather. Um, which I think they said, yeah, you know, we, we've kind of um, opened up the or like reduced the limitations, the internal limitations kind of with these like they're not as strict internally about looking all the same. And I really hope they kind of follow through on that and don't um, don't keep all the old druid forms the same because was, yeah, these I, are just
0: so good. I think um, I don't I think it was Anne who described the uh, Colteris, uh cat form as as being like one of the most. Like it's it's still kind of a cat, but it totally isn't. Yeah, and and it's just like that's when I started thinking about. I I think like the classic druid form should stay on night elves. Night elves should more or less still have those forms because they make sense for night elves. They have. They the do, of,
1: but night elf players would be very mad if they didn't get some sort of update, and understandably I think they should so. Be upgraded certainly, like you would want to. Yeah, improve.
0: for one thing, they should look more like a night saber. um Yeah, and you know. But, but you know, the Gilnaeans you probably shouldn't monkey too much with, but Torrin and and Trolls, I definitely think you could do some stuff with to make them more unique. I, I've always thought that Torrin should have Kodos. Like in st- Ooh, that would be cool. Instead of a bear form, have a big Kodo form and just smash into people with it. But, yeah, the the Tiras forms are great. The Zandalara forms were already great. I'm um, really excited about these guys. It
2: was sort of funny too, because, like, the other day I was wandering around in Dazaralor, which is basically the big horde troll capital on Zandalar. It's, it's the horde equivalent of Boralus, right? Yeah. Big pyramids, stuff all over the place. And I'm running around doing things, looking around at stuff and all of a sudden I saw like this little it looked like a little chunky kind of raptor thing that went running by. Just like running by. And I was like, what is that? Is that part of a quest? I don't... And then I targeted it and when i targeted it i realized it was a troll druid npc
1: oh really
2: yeah just just running around but running around in the raptor form <laughs> like... that's
1: so cool <laughs> the, the forms are just, and at first amazing. i thought
2: it was like some beast of burden that had gotten away from somebody and then i'm like oh no that's a druid wow that's weird
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah
2: it's, also... but like in a really cool way <laughs> It was just well, I mean, a double take.
0: <laughs> do you remember when we played, you remember Mists when they had the Dinomancer mobs inside, uh, I think it's yeah, the yeah, Throne yeah. of Thunder? Oh, yeah.
2: That's
0: what that's what I love about these druid forms is they're very reminiscent of those Dinomancers, like ones that could turn into dinosaurs or make summon dinosaurs. And I'm really, I mean, they're not all dinosaurs. They have a, a Pterodon-type flying form of Pterodax, and they have a, kind of a Moonkin form that's sort of really messed up and,
1: that's that's the other yeah. thing I was gonna say is that the moonkin form is nothing like a moonkin that we've known in the past. Yeah. like
0: well, we don't we don't even have a Kul moonkin form
1: yet. No, no, no the moon the, but the, the Zandalari moonkin uh, form.
0: The Zandalari one is really weird. It looks vaguely like a an arakoa. I think it's an arakoa yeah. skeleton. It, but they, yeah, it is it's the skeleton. It's just
2: creepy, but it's cool looking. Like they're all they're both the Kul Tiran and the zandalar ones are really really cool and distinct visually. And I yeah I I do want them to kind of go back and maybe readdress because like the toran in particular i they made eh? they made it a point they made it a point way back when when they went over the druid forms initially you know when they redid all the druid forms like yeah. they did the bottle yeah, yeah. updates and everything they made it a point to give them like a visually distinct like color palettes and things like that and obviously with the dark spear they went way out with like the neon colors and all of that um but there's still it almost feels like there may be like other animals that are more appropriate for the different.
0: Yeah, I definitely ones. think that. Yeah, I definitely think that for Torin you could throw in some kodo or something. For uh, yeah. for trolls you could definitely have. The fact that the the Xandalar are the ones getting all the dinosaur forms makes sense, but it's not like regular trolls aren't into dinosaurs too.
2: I do like, like that know. they made the concession with trolls, like with troll druids, where the flight form it isn't a bird. The yeah bat. it's the, it's the bat. That, that, is really cool. that makes sense like from a lore standpoint they they don't like yeah. birds <laughs> they, do they not don't really like, have... they don't like the birds
0: <laughs> It's actually interesting that, that they you know one of the forms that the uh the Kul Tiras druids have um, we're talking about various other forms Their where aquatic form in particular is just like a nightmare fuel thing, and it's all the culterous <laughs> ones are the best <laughs> in my opinion, the culterous ones are the most united in look of any of them. They have the best, the most continuity between forms. They all look like something horrible just happened. Like every single one of them is like, oh, none of these things are, if you see that, you think, oh, hey, it's that thing. You're like, oh, God, no, it's that. Every single one of them.
2: All the other druids are like, yay, we love nature. Let's skip through the woods. And the Kul are kind of like, what can we... What can we cobble together from the dead pieces of this forest? Yeah, <laughs> it's
0: like the Kaltiris druids are seriously like a typo negative song come to life. They're, it's they're
2: awesome. Just... It's so cool. But we should probably talk about something
1: um, else. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Real, real quick. This does kind of remind me when we were talking about like unique druid forms for the, uh, the different races. Um, it, there was a, a new night elf model that kind of made its way to the files that looks <gasps> exactly like the armor from the original opening cinematic for World of Warcraft. Yeah, people um, talking about that, yeah. The
2: loincloth with the, yeah.
1: Yeah. um, It's actually on archers
0: in both. Did you guys, have you guys done the scenario recently? Nah. The the opening scenario? The last time I did it
2: was several weeks ago. I haven't seen the updated version, so. The last
0: time I did it, I'm pretty sure that I saw that armor on the the Darnassian archers.
2: Yeah, all of the archers in that scenario, basically any of the night elf archers, they have that. And it's male and female.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, the, the male one actually... I'm going to even say this. The male one's actually a little nicer, mm-hmm. uh, which is unusual in World of Warcraft, in my opinion. Uh, it has kind of this nice bandolier across the chest that looks really nice.
1: Yeah, my but, my know, point the, with this, though, was that, you know, obviously they're they're updating the NPCs, and it's like, oh, cool, it's a nice throwback. But then there are people who are like, huh, this would be a really cool heritage armor set, you know, if if they added those for Night Elves. And, you know, Ian Hasikos did say that they don't exactly have the time to go back and do that. But the armor's there. Like, I don't know if that NPC model is like one spe- one strict model where the armor pieces aren't actually distinct, or if those are actual armor pieces that they can put on any Night Elf form, or Night Elf model, rather.
0: Um, but that's, it, that's it, would be,
1: it would be interesting if they actually went back and uh, did heritage armor for all the original races. And some of them, you know, obviously the Night Elves are very distinct in the opening cinematic. Some of them, I'm curious if they would go with that cinematic aesthetic or if they would try something different. But it is, yeah. it's, cool, it's cool Here's what I want to, to see.
2: Think. Here's what I want to see. And I don't know if we're going to get it, but um, I hope that somebody at Blizzard is listening and they make this happen. Every person I have encountered in Kul Tiras has the best clothing I have ever seen on a model in World of Warcraft. Every troll out there in Xandalar has amazing armor sets. Like, they just look really, really, really cool. I would like all of that gear to be available for purchase somewhere, even if it's not like an armor set of gear, just as like cosmetic stuff. Put a cosmetic clothing vendor somewhere in both of these capital cities. You know, I mean, slap some gold value on it. I don't care. I have a lot of gold. I will <laughs> I will slap down I will I will grind out earn slap down any gold amount required so that I can add these things to my wardrobe because they look so good. <laughs> I just it, yeah. it's 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 so much of a departure. When I go back and I look at the models like from classic I still like the models from Classic because a lot of them are, you know, they're visually distinct. They're bef- from before the days where they started introducing armor sets that were very much, um, you could mix and match the different pieces and it wouldn't look too out of place. So like clown yeah. suit era. I appreciate the clown suit era gear just because there is such a wide variety. So you can kind of mix and match it wherever. The cool stuff is such a far cry from that. It's like you can't even compare the two. You can't even—they've come so far with all of this stuff. But I I, want—I seriously, I want the—I want those cosmetic options. Even if you don't make them armor, you don't have to make them armor. You don't have to put stats on them. You don't have to do any of that stuff. Just make them stuff I can add for transmog, please. Just (laughs) please—they're
1: so good. And that's one of the things I wanted since mists and challenge modes—is more things that reward just cosmetic sets like full sets as rewards for things and we do have a couple and it's not like that idea was abandoned with mist but i, I think they could utilize it a lot more than that. i have.
2: don't even need a cosmetic set i'm talking about just buy each piece piecemeal make that the gold yeah, okay sink. i would That's be fair. much more likely to spend thousands and thousands of gold on individual pieces of cosmetic armor than drop in five million for an auction house vendor like well, yeah and i'm not the blizzard only to... one i am not the only one there are so many people out there that are just nuts about the cosmetic stuff
0: for and convinces blizzard to make it so that i never have gold again uh let's talk <laughs> about before the storm because that's released as of yesterday as we're recording this if you're listening to it uh as we record it live that was yesterday yes. and if you're listening to it on the site that'll be like what tomorrow yeah so yeah, it's either no, yesterday or two days day ago. after.
1: Tomorrow. It, it came. It came out this week. Uh, we're not going to go into spoilers. This podcast though, so don't will worry. be released on oh. the site on Friday.
2: But yeah. we will
0: tell you that this the book is available uh, in Kindle form. Uh, book on tape, recorded by Josh Keaton, um, who is you know the yeah you know, book audio, on tape nobody so does I'm, tape I'm, I'm old <laughs> I'm old I still call them that rewind uh, the
1: tape, Sonny
2: let's listen but, uh, to that soundtrack put it in the eight track player the, anyway the, the yeah. voice
0: the voice actor for Anduin in in uh Battle for Azeroth and in previous ones as well uh, Josh Keaton is doing the he's reading the uh, audio book for us so that's cool uh, or you can get the book itself the paper book I I got mine on Kindle because I have you know the bad eyes so it's easier for me to read stuff with the high contrast i can give it on the kindle uh without a review and without spoilers i will say that if you like world of warcraft you want to pick this book up
2: if you have at all been a fan of any of christy golden's previous warcraft novels this is her best one like hands down this is her best one (laughs) i i i I did a review on the website. There is a spoiler-free review available if you want to give that a look over. Um, If you're still kind of wondering what the book is all about, we also have an exclusive excerpt from Delray Publishing that we put up, and that's still... Go back and read that on the website. Um, I almost hesitate to say this because the show this show won't be released to like full public until Friday at which point it'll be over but if you're listening on Twitch right now or if you happen to be uh, listening to the uncut show on Patreon later today we are running a contest we're giving away five copies of Before the Storm it is US only but you can enter it on the website Uh, the contest ends at midnight tomorrow night and we will put a reminder up on the website for people so they don't forget about it I'll probably Mid- put that at midnight. Up there tomorrow. Is that
1: midnight Central on Thursday?
2: It's 11:59 p.m. Thursday Central.
1: Okay.
2: So, um I'll be drawing the winners on Friday. So when this when this podcast goes live on the website, I'll already be drawing and contacting the five winners. Sorry guys, but that's okay. We will put another reminder out there. However, if you haven't if you haven't entered yet and you are in the United States, um Go put it in your entry because you could win a free copy of the book, courtesy of Del Rey. Yay! Thank you, Del Rey.
1: Yeah, it's it's Fair. got a very pretty cover too. Like um,
2: also, for those wondering, we are recording Lore Watch this weekend. We will be talking about this book. That's all we're going to be talking about is this book. <laughs> so, if you have any questions for Lore Watch, and you can include spoiler questions, we're going to have spoiler warnings on the show here, there, and everywhere. So. Um, send those to podcast at com and just put lore watch in the subject line and you can send us your battle for, or excuse me, battle for Azeroth. You're before the storm questions. That's what we're did, talking did about. Did we talk week.
0: about, did we talk about the Windrunner con- cartoon the last time? Was that out yet? Um, yeah, we con- did.
2: Yeah, we covered okay. it. Yeah,
0: we did. Okay, good. So, yeah. All right. Um, also, since we're talking about top stories and so forth, Blizzard didn't have much of a presence at E3 this week. Which is fine. Everybody else was there, and Blizzard has their own convention. And they're going to be at Gamescom this year as well. So that's usually Gamescom or BlizzCon is usually where Blizzard drops their big stuff. But they did have one lore panel um, today. I actually just got done watching it before the show. Um, it was Matthew Mercer hosting. If you watch Critical Role or know who McCree is, that's Matthew Mercer, it's that guy.
1: It's noon.
0: Uh, also, they had Steve Danuser, who's the like senior... Um, He's I can't remember his title. It's like senior. He's, a se-
2: he's senior narrative designer.
0: Thank like you, senior narrative designer over there. He's Morgard. Uh, Steve Daniels has been working on games for years. I just found out today that he worked on Kingdoms Vomulor, and I had a, a little nerd explosion. It's one of my favorite games. Uh, also, they had Terran Gregory there. If you don't know who Terran is, c- come on, he did the Wrathgate cinematic. He's been there for years. He, he's a he's he's almost a legend in terms of cinematic stuff for World of Warcraft. Uh, and they had Christy Golden, who we just were talking about. And the three of them talked about not... They didn't really get into any Battle for Azeroth specifics, um, but they did talk about how they go about weaving the story between the various media that Blizzard does, which was an interesting conversation because one of the things they talked about was the size of the teams. Um, Christy's team is like about 15 people, but she has meetings with people from everybody across the game. So she ends up having like meetings with dozens of people a week. Uh, Steve said something like the equivalent of, his team there's there's like 20 quest designers alone there's something like a couple hundred encounter designers uh, that he works with and Terran you know taran works with design teams from like every blizzard franchise it, it's really interesting to see how they do it how they get the story from you know okay we're doing this stuff in the game now we need a tie-in book how is that going to work is it going to be a novel or a comic um, or is it going to be a cinematic and one of the things Taron said that was interesting is that they're going to be doing in the in the ramp up to battle for azeroth they're going to be doing stuff they haven't done before uh and keep in mind that he mentioned the uh the you know the 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 2.5d Movies that we saw in Legion and in Warlords, Uh, like if you know, if you're thinking what I'm talking about, the big Goldon video where he, like, you find out, you know, when he his village he came from and so forth. That's what the kind of thing they talked about. They talked about how they're going to be doing something they've never done before. So that's interesting. I want to see what that is pretty badly. Did you guys get a chance to watch it?
1: I I did not. I did see that they're they also have a few surprises in store. I guess leading up to Legion, which ties into my theory that maybe the global launch is to make sure that everybody sees something at once rather than it going out in europe and america having it spoiled but That's,
0: certainly that seemed to be one of the possibilities they talked about how hard their team is working on that and how it's a new way to do that and did you get a chance to see it
2: i did not because my house blew up today well it didn't blow <laughs> up but
1: yeah okay there are I do remember. Outlying... And podcasts no matter what you guys there's even a lot of
2: outlying of... issues going on right now including somebody digging up stuff and under the house right now probably it, it i don't help. know the,
1: the <laughs> panel was like an hour before the show so the panel was yeah, yeah the panel was
0: literally just an hour before the show and it only lasted half an hour so no i, I fully that...
2: intended to sit down and i'm gonna go back and watch it because i want to go I, I actually i, I do want to go back and see it it's just uh Things Crazy. started out kind of hairy today and they haven't gotten much better. So,
0: yeah. One of the things they did talk about before we move on, I will say this. They were talking about character deaths in particular. And one of the yeah, points... Yeah, baby one of the points, <laughs> One of the points that Taryn made was that sometimes in, like when they were doing Legion, you, you they get, they, they decide to make a decision. They're like, we're going to do something completely horribly brutal and I'm terrified and excited. Uh, and he made the point that Sometimes characters die and it's unfair and not really a death worthy of the character because that's how death works in war. People die and it's not, you know, you weren't ready and you did not. Vol'jin! So that's, that's, I think, interesting going into Battle for Azeroth because we know Vol'jin's story isn't done. And there's going to be more Vol'jin in Battle for Azeroth even though he's dead. And he is dead. He's not coming back. There's not going to be zombie vulgen. There's not going to be death knight Vulgin. I'm just reminded
2: be... of the battle or the the thing from BlizzCon last year where they had like look at the familiar characters you'll see and it had them pop up on the screen and then they had like a little an urn, urn an urn pop up for yeah. vulgen and I'm like, "Oh, that's a low blow, man." <laughs> yeah,
1: it's
0: it's not going to
1: be <laughs> it's, that. It's uh, urn is yeah. how I like to It's
0: like not going to gonna be like Sylvanas using Vulgin's body like a like a ventriloquist dummy to talk to people no
1: (laughs) i I I wouldn't put it past her but that's not i would love that oh dark lady
0: so if you you know if you're interested in Wild lore when when the video on demand comes up you should see if you can catch it because it was interesting it was short but uh one of the things that was cool is they talked about how they've matured in terms of storytelling over the years and how they they're going to be making more use of the technology that they used at the end of the uh, opening of Antorus, when your character got to actually stride up and face um, Agum- Aggramar. Aggramar yourself, that's something they want to do more with, and they t- they specifically addressed that as something that they think was a high watermark for them technologically.
1: So and and screenshot wise, funny screenshots, you you can never discount those.
2: I'm just actually, giggling because yeah. I'm still stuck back on Sylvanas using Fold, and I'm picturing like weekend at Bernie's only. <laughs>
1: Hey, man! I'm back to lead the horde. <laughs> the forsaken are the best. It's just dark, Ta- dark lady. They, they
2: put you're... a pair of sunglasses on him.
0: Problem dark lady, <laughs> your 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 troll accent is truly awful. Please don't do that again. <laughs> God, but no, it's one, so badly. one of the things that, touching on what. Uh, um, Mitch just said one of the things Matt Mercer said was that if at all possible, when you're in one of those cinematics where you you know, if something epic is happening and you're standing next to an important war figure, try to be in the worst transmog you possibly can.
1: Yes. No, I
2: just use the egg toy. Oh, that that works. <laughs> so yeah. it's a giant egg. <laughs> um,
1: I that, mean, so or t-
2: or the one where you've got like the little dragon the little the the one that makes you look like a little dragon costume type thing that one is fun to do
1: (laughs) someone in chat pointed out the uh vod is up already so okay good so don't stop watching the show right now but like you know maybe afterwards
0: but all right um we should probably also talk about heroes of the storm because uh from what i understand from complaints on twitter Yurel is live
1: yes she is (laughs) uh as, as is the alterac event i don't think the battlegrounds actually live until next week but uh, the event started where... It's very similar to the, the Luchador, whatever, pick-your-side event, um, where you had to pick between Lunara and Sonya, I believe it was. Um, you have to you, pick Alliance or Horde? Yeah, you pick Alliance or Horde. Like, you log in, and it's like, hey, pick your side. You don't get to change this. And then uh, there's rewards based on, you know, what side do you pick, like the Alterac Ram versus the Frostwolf, I believe, um, and various stages of rewards. But Urel is... Also live, as you mentioned, and reception to her has not been great. I I have seen some people that absolutely love her. Um, I've seen a lot more people that think she just kind of feels clunky or awkward, or I, I don't know exactly. But having the wind up, on... she doesn't
2: seem to be the kind of character that's like one of those fast response. You push the button and the thing. Happens.
1: Yeah, I believe uh, Alex mentioned on Twitter. People who are actually picking the talent build that has her go, like, support, even though she's a warrior. Um, having a talent build where she can heal better and having her kind of stick to a more support role because then she's not quite the same fodder. Uh, I, well, yeah, somebody wants.
0: like somebody I was talking to on Twitter who's an extremely positive, upbeat person who's never upset uh, was basically talking about how Urel uh, is very easy to lock down. Like, you can just keep her from doing anything. Because not just because she has the long channel time, but because she's slow when she's using it, like it
1: slows her down. Yeah, that's that's one of the the big things that even when she was on the PTR, people were saying, "Eh, I don't know how this feels, because every time every one of her abilities, we talked about this a little last week, but every ability has a channel time. And the longer you channel, the more damage or healing or whatever it does. But you're slowed during the entire channel. See, to um, me,
2: it sounds like you're spending, while you're playing her, you're spending more time waiting for her to be able to do something than actually doing the things.
1: And her her trait, I, I think it's up every 10 seconds, uh, makes it so you don't have to channel and it's at full strength. But okay. outside of that, every ability is, hey, you're moving slow and you're channeling, which it's unique. It's kind of cool but she's one of In those comparison heroes comparison
2: to everybody else though i imagine it feels really disjointed
1: yeah exactly and she is one of the few heroes where i highly suspect she will get a buff post launch rather than a nerf um just because which she... is
2: weird cuz usually it's the other way around
1: yeah and and maybe maybe it won't be so much a as like so much a numbers buff um as it will be changing how she feels i I don't know though because like her whole kit is built around this idea of channeling and being slowed while you channel so maybe they they will reduce
2: the amount that she is slowed
1: yeah or not quite as
2: pokey slow i I was thinking
0: they i was thinking they might actually tweak both they might reduce the time on the channel a bit and then Mm -hmm. reduce the amount she's slowed or the duration of the slow to some degree
1: some, just so. Something's got to be me, done though because yeah, she has me, not had just, great reception.
2: Yeah, to me it just sounds like playing a character that's perpetually lagged. Yeah, even if your uh, connection is fine, and that's just how yeah. the character plays. That doesn't sound super fun. I, the idea sounds really intriguing. Like when they introduced it and did the whole video, uh, you know, showing yeah, how, oh, absolutely. how it and worked. It looked yeah. really cool. But uh, in in theory, it is pretty cool. But in actual gameplay especially in comparison to other heroes who can do just as much damage, if not more, but feel better to play, why would you want to pick her?
1: Yeah.
0: That's unfortunate because yor is awesome.
2: Yeah, she is.
1: Yeah, and uh, Alex, I think, again, was saying when she first premiered, the Heroes of the Storm team seemed to be doing her, no pun intended, more justice than the WoW team. Like, she, her whole backstory for Heroes of the Storm is the Alliance needs her. She shows up to kick some butt. And, yeah, uh, it's too bad she's not kicking as much butt as uh, we'd hoped. All
0: right. Um, there also, one last thing before we move on to some emails. Uh, I guess Overwatch is uh, stage one of the, of the you know, Overwatch League is this week. It is the
2: last week of stage four, last week of season one. And, yeah, all the final matches are going off this week. And then they'll be doing the playoffs and the finals and everything else out in New York City, which should be great. I think they said it was sold out already. I don't know. I don't remember. But um, there's a lot going on, and a lot of these teams are really, really, really close in terms of standings. So almost every match that's being played this week is really important in determining who's actually going to advance and who's not. Um, And
1: and the Shanghai is not... You know, they're not in that situation, but it is important to see if they'll win one in all of the whole first stage.
2: Yeah, the thing is, is like Shanghai has two games left to play. And they're playing against the Gladiators and the Shock. And both, well, especially the Gladiators, but the Shock too, both of them have been absolutely dominating since the meta changed at the beginning of the stage so it's like oh god
1: yeah the brief meta is just decimating teams and i
2: don't i don't i don't know if shanghai's going to be able to pull it off and even if they don't pull it off if they go through season one without a single win under their belt i'm okay with that and the reason that i'm okay with that is that they have been exceptionally fun to watch even even winless they have been fun to watch because they started out at such a low point and the progression that they have made as a team at you know working together obviously they still have other things that they need to work out and focus on but the team that they are now is such a far stretch from the team that they were at the beginning of the season so I'm just looking forward to seeing them come back like see what happens during the off season see if they come back during season two see what their roster is like see how they've improved cuz i i don't expect that we're going to see a winless season 2 for these guys i really don't um, and it's been a joy to watch them even even if they aren't winning they've just been a joy to watch <laughs> you can't help but root for them <laughs> every, no, ta- every time they play it's... every time they play especially now every time they play the the crowd there over at the arena is just going nuts <laughs>
1: Yeah, and I, I really want to see them win, but like you said, these are particularly tough matches, and they've come so, so close in previous matches that they, they probably could yeah, have don't had.
2: Yeah, don't let, don't let the whole win-loss ratio fool you. They have been winning maps on different teams, and they've yeah, been winning yeah, maps yeah. on really strong teams. It's just that they haven't been able to pull off the 3-2 or the 4-5. You know, they haven't been able to pull that off just yet. Um, so... I don't know. We'll see where they go from here. I've I've really enjoyed watching them. I've enjoyed watching all of them actually. It's gonna be weird not having Overwatch going on every Overwatch League going on every week once the finals are over. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna to have to like chill yeah. my thumbs until it shows up again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Well that's news. I always feel bad because I don't have as much to say about Overwatch League because I don't watch it.
1: Real quick, doesn't Diablo's new season start this week? Or is it next week? I
0: believe it's next week. It's not this week. Season fourteen. Oh, it's not this
1: week. Season fourteen. Oh, okay. Maybe I was thinking season fourteen instead of June fourteenth. No,
0: it it is. Yeah, it's season fourteen. It isn't. It isn't this week.
1: Oh, okay. Uh, Never mind then. But it is coming. So you
0: know, if you have, you know, yay, Diablo, Diablo season fourteen is coming. Read is good. You should play that. Uh but right now we're going to move on to some emails. Uh, if you have an email for the show, please send it to podcast at blizzardwatch.com dot com with the subject line "Podcast of Blizzard Watch," so we know it's for this show. Uh, Anne usually reads them for us, so she's going to do that for us now. If she doesn't mind.
2: I do mind. My- no, I.
0: <laughs> at this point, you know, if you say no, I don't know what happens. I- Dear <laughs> watchers, we I still have them. We just sit there. A- uh,
2: no, I okay. Guess so- I have to read them. Sorry, guys. <laughs> first email is from Idina who's a proud patron from Terracar EU who says dear watchers I still have alts at level 100 and I want to get all of them at 102 to get their artifacts before battle for Azeroth so I can transmog them later do I have to get them all to 102 before the pre-patch date or the date before battle for Azeroth launch I'm on about the base looks of the artifacts not the mage tower looks I don't think you have to be 102 to get your artifact do you? Oh, well, uh, I guess to get all three, yeah. To
1: get all three, but you can unlock every single artifact appearance except the Mage Tower appearance post-Legion. Yeah. Everything is going to be... So you, you don't have to worry about getting them all... You don't even have to worry about, like, if there's a class you have never leveled, you don't have to worry about leveling it until ever, basically, if you don't you care about the Mage back- Tower appearance.
2: When when you play through Legion content again on an alt or whatever, you can go back. The only one you can't get is that Mage Tower one, the base yeah. tower. So
0: if you're, like, playing through Battle for Azeroth and you decide, I want to have a Zandalari Druid, you can get the Artifact Appearances for the Zandalari Druids. At least the
1: starting ones you should have absolutely no problem getting. Yeah. Correct. Um, really quickly to interject before the next question, though. Mm-hmm. Diablo season does start this week. It starts Friday night. Oh, okay. So if you're listening to the podcast, it starts tonight? But yeah, it's it's this week, so if you're interested in Diablo Seasons, yay, Diablo Seasons.
2: Alright. Um, The next email that's here, I think we're going to... um, Let's just go ahead and punt that over to Lorewatch, because that one's involving Before the Storm, so... Yeah, I saw that and was... We'll do that, okay? Uh, Third email, though, says Greetings, Blizzard Watch Triad. I was wondering why, when playing as a paladin and going to my class hall through the portal in Dalaran, which is right next to the priest portal... That I cannot see the priest portal. If I remember correctly, at one point a quest line made it visible, and I had to use it. I kind of assumed it would always be visible after that, but no, it disappeared again. Meanwhile, I've always been able to see the paladin's portal while on my priest. Is this just a is a portal visible flag the developers overlooked, or is there a lore reason here? Your podcast make my days brighter. Longtime listener and fan, Serbius. Hi, Doll US.
0: Uh, I don't think it's that they there's a. You're not supposed to see the priest's portal again after that first quest. You only got to see it for that quest. Yeah. That quest wasn't... You weren't permanently going to get to see it. They very deliberately don't make the various portals and other ways to get to the class order halls visible to characters of other classes. As an example, um, on my warrior, there's a giant column of light that lets me jump up to Skyhold. Nobody else can
1: see it. Like, I remember when we were first Is doing leveling stuff. Is it there
2: on the landing? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I remember there's, there's
1: also we there's doing, also several in the different zones to go, yeah. you know, from the zone to Skyhold.
0: And I remember because we were doing when we first were doing leveling stuff before we stopped doing it. Uh, I remember like somebody I think it was Liz said, what just happened to Rossi? Because I jumped to Skyhold <laughs> and we yeah. knew why, I, you know, how that happened. And I'm like, oh, no, I can I can do that anytime I want Just jump up.
1: Yeah. So if anything, priests seeing the Paladin portal is a bug.
0: No, the priest never did. The paladin saw the priest portal for one quest because the paladin order hall campaign. I, I know because I did it. The paladin order hall campaign. You have to go save the priests because priests are incapable of saving themselves and need to be saved by
1: paladins. Okay, it's That's, it's the opposite way for priests though. And yeah. uh, I know. The, I was just you're yeah, here. Yeah. No, Serbius is saying Serbius can see the paladin's portal on the priest, and but I he think can't that see it
0: anymore. That's the whole no. Point. He can.
1: He can still see it. He can't see the priest portal. On, or he or she on their paladin
0: oh, okay i understand what you're saying
1: all right yeah, yeah. so no, see that part. I, I, you can I see believe... it
2: on one side but not on the other yeah, yeah you're I not supposed to seeing... see it either
0: way
1: yeah as the priest if you're seeing the paladin portal i think it's a bug again both portals get revealed during the the quest chains so i guess we can only speculate at this point like but I, i'm assuming it's you shouldn't be able to see it after that but who knows we you know maybe blizzard was like hey they went there once now they can see the portals lore wise but just can't use them it, I really don't know
2: basically there's no real lore reason why people can and can't see other class hall entrances like if you go out to um I don't remember what it's called crisis is landing yeah is that where the flight yeah, paths Crasus are okay yeah. crisis is landing you can see the structure there for like the shaman order hall it's kind of off to the side you can see the structure there but you can't actually see the portal itself unless you're on a shaman
1: Oh, I think I can see the portal on my priest. I can't just maybe click it. Can, so... If you
2: can see the portal, it's okay, but you can't click on it or whatever. Yeah,
1: but no, I'm just wondering class, if maybe it's the priest thing.
2: Each class and each class order hall has its own entrance, and some of them are in Dalaran in various places, and some of them are kind of hidden away. I know the warlock one, you very specifically have to like go down the back entrance to like the basement under Dalaran as it were with the rogue one you specifically have to talk to an NPC to open the way to click your way through to a door so that you can get down into the sewer where we all hang out because that's what (laughs) rogues do (laughs) to do
1: -do -do, sewer time with the the death knight one
2: with hunters you have to there there's a bird that you talk to that will fly you directly out to your class hall Um, with death knights death knights is a spell you cast yeah. yeah, it's, yeah, it's definitely just there, You just use death your, de- your death gate, and you can use your death gate anywhere, and it'll take you to your class hall. Uh, demon hunters, I think you have to, like, launch yourself off the side of Dalaran, and there's, like, a little island there with a yeah, portal the, to get yeah, where the you floating,
1: need to go. The floating island, like, if you head from Crassus' Landing to the Broken Shore. Yeah, you just um, fly down. That floating, floating island, island, yeah, it has a portal, though, for demon hunters, and they yeah. can actually go through it's yeah. actually
0: interesting because like you know, like we're talking about this, some of them have like actual physical locations you go to, like the the rogue one acts an actual bookcase type thing. But well, some there's of them have a bookcase
2: just... and there's two doorways and you have to talk to an NPC so that you can actually like open those paths.
0: Yeah. And so it's I think the basic premise was they just didn't want to clutter up Dalaran with all these different like, you That's know. It. Beds. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, if everybody had to see all the warrior things shooting down, because they're columns of light, they're very distinctive. If everybody could see them, they'd be like, oh, my God, And where are these things? And they have they don't just have one in Dalaran. They've got one in Dalaran. They've got one in Suramar. They've got one in
1: um, Stormheim. Every, every zone you can teleport to as a warrior, they have a, a return. Which or, is
0: all the like, basically all the leveling zones plus Suramar plus the Broken Shore. The only place that doesn't have it that you're going to go to is Argus. And that's because Argus has its own portal that takes you to yeah. the Vindicar. That Vindicar portal, everybody can see. But you know everything else is – you know they, they don't want to you know, be cluttering up everything. I've noticed I, actually now that we're talking about this – I've noticed I can see the Paladin portal on my warrior but I haven't can't gone do anything. in
2: there to, Yeah, I haven't actually like gone in there to look at it cuz it's out of the way. It's sort of like the warlock one. I don't know if any of my characters can see the warlock one because I don't go down that int- yeah, I, I don't go expand. over to that part of the city, so
0: On on the alliance side, I know that for a fact that the Paladin portal, it's where the PvP stuff used to be if you go past the where the trainers used to be and and now they have portals to various
2: Oh, was it over places. in the back.
0: Yeah, it's okay. it's right it's right in front of that like it's like a sea That's, siege that's tank. how the
1: horde side works too.
0: Yeah, I haven't done the horde. Like my, the
2: only I horde, the horde character I haven't The horde was like stairs in, in that well, little area. Well, okay. it's
1: okay. It's one of the PVP sides. Like where you uh, used to
2: queue for the battlegrounds.
1: Yeah, it's it's the one to the RAF. right. Like yeah. there were two different sides. To the left was how you get to um, Wintergrasp. Wintergrasp, and then to the right was just different battleground portals. It's it's off to the right. Yeah, the, the
0: the warrior the the alliance side one is basically just you go by the tr- where the trainers used to be, and it's straight up there. So, but regardless, I've seen it. Regardless, regardless, it might just be that the paladin portal is just visible to everybody because nobody can go use it anyway. It's, I don't know.
2: It's it's not really worth spending a ton of time talking about though because regardless, it's just visual clutter they're just eliminating visual clutter so like the column of light you don't see the column of light because that's a lot of visual clutter that you don't need unless you're a warrior <laughs> so so yeah sh- there's everything nothing was there to read it- into it there's nothing to read into it there's no lore reason behind any of this um it's, it's just something that happens I, I don't really think that there's like anything any deeper meaning here
1: <laughs> I don't know I think we should try to figure that out for the rest of the show
2: no let's go ahead and go into another question okay (laughs) this one doesn't have a name on it doesn't have a name on it just sad but that's okay it's a good question it says hello watchers Illidan says to Zira that the legion's end is all he seeks and she replies with my child you've given so much for so little if that is what was little what do you think would have happened after Antorus if Illidan had actually chosen the light hoping to hear your theories
0: Ooh." Uh, it's interesting because I don't think Illidan would have picked, you know, stranding himself in Antorus for in, in the uh, seat of the Pantheon forever, giving uh, Sargeras what for, if he were no, a creature of the light. I don't think that would have been his choice. So, would Sargeras still be trapped? I, I think don't know. It's
2: just kind of interesting that Zera considers all of the power that Illidan managed to amass after consuming the Skull of Gul'dan and doing everything else that he's done, she considers that very little.
0: Yeah, but does she consider it little as in it's very little power, or does she consider it very little reward for all the pain he had to go through?
1: I I, I took it as she considers the the destruction of the Legion to be ultimately insignificant. That's the thing that's little. He's given so much in in the name of destroying the Legion, and he might get it, but... He's given so much in the name of something that doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things. So what's Zera's grand scheme? Is it the light versus void battle that she's thinking? Hey, we need you for that instead. I feel
2: like I feel like there may have been something bigger that Zero was planning on doing, like after Antorus was over. As long as like she got everybody,
1: everybody to the light,
2: everybody on board with it. I don't know, because Zero, Zero was one of those. I hesitate to call her a character because she was just kind of like this floating wind chime. But she was a character. And as such, she had her own motivations and reasons for doing things. And some of the things that she did or didn't do, like, oh, I don't know, tell Turalyon that the Naru have a void fit. Because she completely omitted that. And there was an implication from Velen that that was not the only thing she omitted. Yeah. That she didn't there's, tell him for that everything. anything.
0: For that matter, we we know we know very little about Zera and her place in Naru society. We know that she was a Naru prime, but we don't Whatever
2: know Whatever that means. Uh, yeah, we don't <laughs> know means what that, that means. She was one of the first ones created. Okay, and,
0: yeah. and there's certainly certain seems to be a certain amount of like Oros was her descendant, so Oros came along with a doll during that whole thing. So obviously other Naru knew her and she would have known them because when when Velan sees um the Xenodar, he recognizes it immediately because he'd seen it before when the the lightforged drannai broke off and joined the army of the light they did that after the uh the escape from argus there's there was a period of time where all these different naru were together and all the Draenei were together and then zera picked a bunch and left and we don't know why we know she did it quote unquote to fight the legion but we don't know what her ultimate endgame is. There's a ton going on that we don't know.
1: Yeah, which so. th- this this isn't an answer. It's it's kind of more, huh, there's a lot of pieces here we don't know. But if Zera had uh, an endgame that wasn't just the destruction of the Legion, and she thinks that there's something much greater out there, uh, there's also that line in the Windrunner comics from the Void speaking to Illyria that says Sylvanas serves the true enemy, which Sylvanas does not serve the light. So the Void it would appear, has a true enemy that's not the Light, and the Light, it would appear, has a, a something planned for the future to fight. Maybe they think it's the Void, or maybe the Light and the Void both are having some even bigger fight against a greater threat, and they're trying to, you know, convert the other side so that there's, you know, a unified army, sort of an oh Alliance team up against something.
2: Oh, no. Mm, I have so many things to tinfoil now.
0: Okay. <laughs>
1: Yeah, well, we've talked before about
0: how it's like getting you know, a
2: brain freeze in the middle of the show when you do stuff like that, where it's all of a sudden it's like, ah, oh, ideas, a wellspring.
0: <laughs> oh no. <laughs> we we talked about the Shadowlands and stuff, so that's the kind of thing you should probably pay attention to lower watch for. But yeah. to be, I think for right now we can basically say we don't know what would have happened <laughs> if had chosen. And
1: Lord. has ideas though, apparently. <laughs> I
2: have so many, so many. Okay. I need to do some more research. That's, that's I'll just leave it at that. You're not going to see anything immediately <laughs> next week. I have some work to do.
1: To lighten the void, our larger entities, like the Horden Alliance.
2: No, that's not it. I don't think. No, okay. Th- let's do another email. Because <laughs> <Okay. laughs> we have time uh... for one more, so let's go ahead and get one more. Under here, this one is from Cyvis of Dethicus, who says, "Greetings, watchers. I was hoping they'd update all the old world night elf architecture with the high def models in Azuna, Suramar, and Val'Shraa, particularly in Darnassus. Is there anything you'd like to see receive a high definition model, Cyvis of Dethicus? Well, be I, don't kind of you, I don't think
0: you. Darnassus would of, be yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe, there'd be no when,
2: point. Literally, no point to do when that.
0: the night elves are done turning. Lordaeron into new Night Elf land, and yeah. completely expunging all trace of the Forsaken, never to return. Sure, build some some stuff there. Build looks some really like
2: pretty that. temples out there. Yeah, that'd be. But great.
0: Uh, in all sincerity, no, the Night Elves are going to be spending their time as refugees. The Forsaken will be spending their time as refugees. <sighs> Good job, Sylvanas. Um, and uh I, there is stuff I would like to see to get get more. I mean, right now, Stormwind and Orgrimmar. I mean, if you don't like how Orgrimmar looks, that's that's you know, I understand that it doesn't look like it used to, no. and you might pre- prefer preferred old Orgrimmar. But I miss, at least... I miss
2: running in circles on the roof of the, uh, of I the bank. Know. I that I was really the do. gathering
1: spot for everyone. That was,
2: that's where you went when you beat up Neltharion, and, and you were like, "Yeah, we black wig." Or or when
1: you got Sulfuris for your guild, it's like, you'd go look, up there look, and
2: you'd run in circles around the bank and be like, "Ooh, look at my thing! It's really cool."
0: I remember going there on my guild, and we would just kill our way to the bank, and then get up on top of it, and just kill everybody who came at us. Yeah. Oh,
1: because you were... Yeah, because yeah, we reliance. were
0: Alliance. Yeah. But I remember us doing that, because you could just jump right up onto it. Yeah. Yeah. I did also play Horde in, the, in Vanilla, but it was later in Vanilla. But anyway, like, there's those cities are pretty much done, but I could definitely see, you know, um, if we were going to... I'd like to see... Just like texture updates. If the, the Exodar, I would like to see them actually be yes. done. They've, they've yes. said multiple times they're done rebuilding it. Show that. Stop having everything be broken and messed up. Okay,
2: so you know when you first go into the Exodar and you're going down the thing and there's those giant cracks in the floor? Maybe address that. <laughs> they've, had,
0: they've had 10 years at this point, 11 years. Fix, you know, fix it. If it's fixed, fix it. Show it be fixed. Um, um,
1: I, I was going to say that they are they're sort of doing this um with Arathi which yeah Arathi is is going to be the site of um a war front so it it makes sense that they're doing it there. And they but will like, out.
2: Stromguard look pretty.
1: Yeah, but outside of the warfront um, on the beta right now, Arathi has been updated. Like, the tree textures are, are better. The farms look cooler. Like, th- there's Which is actually- great because they yeah. never.
2: It, that zone did not get touched in Cataclysm. Like, a couple of quest chains kind of oh, got no. rearranged a little bit. And there were a couple of NPCs that were added that weren't there previously. But. It didn't really get the overhaul like everywhere else did. It got just enough yeah. so that you could fly over it without it w- looking weird.
1: So about it. the the chances of old world stuff being updated, I, I'm it's not off the table for sure. Like, and I think it's you know unlimited resources. Blizzard would absolutely do it. Um, I, I think the most likely scenario we'd see is with future warfronts, wherever those may be. We don't know, but Arathi's getting updates to reflect its. Warfront state, both inside the warfront and outside. Um, so if if we get a warfront in, I don't know, Lockmodan maybe. I, I don't know if we would get one there, but you you get my point. There, there's a chance that they would update um, old world stuff, especially if we're getting a warfront there. So hey, where do you want to see warfronts most? Because I think
2: as far as like textures and things like that, just as like general model updates, it would be nice if some of the like the brickwork and stuff in Stormwind got an update. Yeah, Some of it does look yeah. a little bit kind of old in terms of texture, like the, the uh, detail level of the textures that they're using on the buildings and things like they don't need to change like how the buildings are set up or anything. That's fine. The city layout is fine. Just like maybe update the textures that are on those faces so that they look a little shiny. Yeah, and
1: it's it's hard to say, you know, at least for me, what can and can not be done easily. Yeah. Because um, I know there are, you know, there are obviously textureless versions of the buildings we've seen those before. So the outside,
2: they look theoretically, like putty. gray putty. So yeah. Weird. But
1: like you'll notice in Battle for Azeroth, they have updated bear models, and because bear models are like one thing, as soon as they come up with one new bear model, they can apply that to all the existing bear models. Um. Whereas if it's a more unique architecture or building or something that you don't see everywhere they're probably less likely to do that just because it would be a lot of work for something that would only be noticeable in a specific area. But yeah. who knows? I would, Orgrimmar, love to see I would say that
2: Orgamar doesn't need the same thing, though. I, the reason I say Stormwind, and maybe even like Ironforge too, those are original cities that haven't been touched at all. Like, they just haven't yeah. been touched. Uh, Stormwind has been touched a little bit, because obviously, you know, there's the new back area with, like, the graveyard and all of that. Like, all of that got touched up and re-added. And the park well, I the mean, they originally adults.
1: didn't have the harbor, they didn't have that graveyard area with no. the embassy. Stormwind's actually... I'm just talking I, about, like, when nothing.
2: you walk oh. through those main gates and you see those big statues, Yeah. those
1: Trillion's statues no could use an
2: update. Like, the brickwork could use an update. It just looks a little the 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 textures aren't quite as smooth as what you see walking through like I don't know Boralus or even even walking through Gilneas. Gilneas looks a lot more updated yeah. and modern than the stuff in Orgrimmar. Had a complete redesign, like from the ground up. So all the buildings are different and everything, and they actually look pretty sharp. They I don't think they need as much of a like an overhaul or anything. Um, maybe the structures out there by the Echo Isles, I think that those could probably use some kind of model update because they still, they're using like the dated hut models and things like that from Classic. And same thing in Thunder Bluff. I think Thunder Bluff could probably use some, just some visual work. Nothing major. Like I'm not talking about restructuring the city or anything like that. I'm literally talking about slapping a higher res texture model <laughs> on a thing, you know? Like, that's and, and it.
1: that's the thing. I, I'm curious if they would ever, if if they would do that sort of thing just Mm -hmm. because you know if it's if it's not something that they can kind of show off in a lot of areas but who knows i mean again if we're talking unlimited resources absolutely i would love all of this
2: yeah um that kind of wraps us up for emails and because somebody mentioned it in the chat channel and i'm like oh yeah we should probably talk about that real quick yeah, uh, yeah i'm just gonna mention there is a live q a tomorrow with ian has uh if you're listening to the actual release of the show on friday it was yesterday go check out the vod or our you know article about it because there will probably be one <laughs> depending <laughs> but, uh, on what
1: information they release because those can be really hit or miss
2: yeah but if you're listening to it right now or if you're listening to it on patreon a little bit later uh you can still submit questions uh you can submit your questions on Twitter using the hashtag WarcraftQA. No and is it, sign, just QA. Is
1: it, it WarcraftQA or WoWQA?
2: It is WarcraftQA. Okay. And that Q&A is going to go live at 11 a.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Europe, I guess. C-E-S-T. Is that Europe? Central European? No?
1: I don't know. What is C-E-S-T?
2: What does it stand for? I'm sorry, guys. I'm C- in the United C- States.
0: If you're doing C-E-S-T, that is Europe... Is I don't okay. know if it's I don't know the actual what the acronym means, but I do know it is Europe. I thought it was Central
2: European Standard Time, but I could be wrong. Anyway, eight PM there, eleven AM Pacific here. So um, tune in for that. He'll be answering questions about Battle for Azeroth beta and, and Battle for Azeroth itself. Not sure what those are going to be because, hey, you know, people are still submitting questions. If you have a question, use the hashtag, or I believe there's a thread on the forums where you can also submit your questions as well. Uh, not a lot of time to finish getting those in, so if you have one, put it out there. I need. I hope to... it's all
1: about PVP. Central
2: European summertime. Thank you, Sigmund, in the chat channel, who just pointed out what that was. All right. If that's actually the correct thing. They might be pulling my leg. <laughs> I don't know. I'm from the United States. I apologize, folks. I really do. I need to learn these things better. All right. So uh, that wraps us up for emails. That also wraps us up for the show. Blizzard Watch is made possible due to the generous contributions at patreon.com slash Blizzard And your continued support means that this podcast site and community is able to thrive and grow. Blizzard Watch supporters enjoy exclusive benefits like early access to the podcast, a better chance at having your question answered on our podcast or the queue, and an ads-free site experience.
0: Thank you very much, Ian. Uh, This has been the Blizzard Watch podcast. If you have an email for the podcast, please send it to podcast at blizzardwatch.com with the subject line podcast or Blizzard Watch so we know it's for the show. Thank you guys very much for listening. We'll be here next week.